0: This headline really caught our attention back in April 2022. It read, Queensland couple shocked by loss of dream home. Pulls at the heartstrings. What in the world happened and what can you learn? Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the
1: podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right.
0: I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers, agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us we've got over 40 years' experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step.
1: Now we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode and if you'd like more useful tools head over to the website homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists that you can download, a free mini course on how to price a property and our where to buy a workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting
0: stuff in this week's episode here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You, of course, know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now, we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information.
1: Today we're talking about a little known part of contract law called the Sunset Clause. What is it? Why do you need to know about it? And we will share with you what can happen if you don't know what you need to know. (laughs) But before we get into that, there's a special building behind you again this week, Megan. Seriously, if you're not watching the video, you need to go to YouTube and look at this one. What the hell is that? (laughs) It's a shopping basket, right? It is
0: indeed. It is the basket <laughs> building in Ohio, USA, and it was built as the headquarters of the Longaberger Company. Now, they are an American manufacturer of handcrafted maplewood baskets and lots of other lifestyle products. This is an exact imitation
1: of one of their products. And it's convincing. It It really is. How weird. (laughs) Only in America or maybe Japan or perhaps, I don't know. Oh, look, I'm funny. Where else is big on kitsch.
0: All sorts of places. (laughs) (laughs) I just love this little part of our our episodes.
1: Very cute. (laughs) All right. So this is a sad story. And it's, you know, if you remember the last time we did a news story, we dissected a news story about a very terrible headline about a first-time or buyers, buyers family nice, yeah. buyers, hard, done by by evil real estate agents and all that sort of stuff and you sort of uncovered it and it's like, well, they didn't get good advice, they didn't mm. actually – do things they could have protected themselves and didn't, you know. And this is another one of those stories. You it want to is. share it with us?
0: And it's it's a bit of a it's it, it's something that um, you hope isn't happening, but it could be mm-hmm. happening. And we'll go into this in a little in a little while because that was um, a convoluted way of, of saying there's a lot to lot to get through here. Unpack this. This <laughs> Queensland mum was left crying every day after the developer of her family's home invoked a termination clause in the contract that was an off-plan contract. So we want to put context around this. Mm-hmm. These these sorts of clauses don't just exist in, in off-plan contracts, but this particular one wasn't, was an off-plan contract. So they were signed a contract in February last year, 2021, and a year later that contract was terminated by the builder. Now, um, most people would be aware, and particularly if you've done the course, you'd very much be aware that in Queensland you the seller has no right to terminate the contract without pretty significant penalties and, 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 and really they're going to be forced to go through with it, um, except if there are certain conditions um, that allow them to, and they're, they're not in a standard contract. These are these are, um, a non-standard contracts, particularly off plan. So, so this family had contracted to purchase a townhouse. Um, the value is around $700,000. But it didn't get finished within the time frame that the builder had anticipated. And on, in off-plan off contracts, there is an opportunity for a builder to terminate the or developer to terminate the contract if the complex isn't completed by an agreed date. Now, if we look in a little bit further, um, these people have moved from overseas to Australia. They believed that the property would be finished by August last year, 2021. Um, they didn't think there would be a problem, and they actually took the sunset clause, which is the builder's right to terminate if they haven't finished the, the project. They took it from a two-year sunset clause down to one year. So <laughs> they could have had this contract in place and, and the builder has to make best best efforts to, to complete the property within the time frame. But they actually elected to shorten the, the, the sunset clause. And it doesn't, it doesn't say why they did this
1: it also doesn't say whether they had legal advice it doesn't it doesn't
0: it does it does you know they do admit that it was a very bad decision to make and it was a very bitter test um, but i i think what what we want to get to here isn't necessarily the circumstances you know that led up to or or happened but but really to to talk to um, our listeners about what you need to be aware of over and above the normal risks of an off-plan contract and look, we've gone into the the risks of off-plan contracts that was back in episode 62 so go back review that this is specifically about sunset clauses and when a developer has a right to terminate a contract if they haven't completed within a certain time frame now of course um, a sunset clause might be on any kind of contract if you make an offer on a property in, in Queensland and it is subject to the sale of your own property. So you, you make an offer and and you've got to sell your own property and you have a condition on the contract that says the purchase of this property is subject to the and conditional upon the sale of my home at X location by X date the seller may not in a buyer's in a seller's market but in a buyer's market where there's not many other competing buyers they may say look i'll accept that very cumbersome difficult awful condition because i don't have any other buyers to buy my house but if i do have another buyer come along and they're prepared to offer me something that i'm prepared to take then i'm going to put a sunset clause on your condition that says i can terminate the contract if you don't make this contract unconditional within a very short time frame give you an example. So if uh, the buyer is selling a property and, uh, sorry, yeah, selling their own property and on their purchase contract, they've said, look, we expect to have a contract on this within 60 days. And then we expect to settle that within 30 days after that. So our subject to sale condition is 90 days long. The seller might say, all right, well, I'll give you 90 days, but if I have anyone come along anytime within that 90 days and offer me something better, I'm going to give you 72 hours to take that clause off, make the contract unconditional, and proceed to settlement or terminate the contract. So that's what a sunset clause is. It it essentially changes one of the accepted conditions in a way that is agreed by the parties. So, um, you know, that... That can be enacted if a better buyer comes along. It might see it's the original condition might see its way, way through to completion. So that that sunset clause gives the other party um, an opportunity to, to do something against a, a, an agreed condition. On In an off-plan contract, one of the sunset clauses, and off-plan
1: contracts is, are so complex.
0: So they are not standard form. They
1: are. I was actually going to say, too, um, Back in episode 23, we interviewed a conveyancer, and I'm fairly certain we talked about off the plan contracts. And I always remember one thing she really said, which was that. You know, developers typically have, you know, quite a lot of budget for their legals mm-hmm. and they can afford the top of town lawyers. Mm-hmm. And whereas most of us, you know, when we're buying a property, we might be using a conveyance or we might be using a property specialist, but we're not typically going to the top end of town mm-hmm. to do our conveyancing. So they automatically, the contract is sort of unfair in the sense that it is a bit biased towards the developer, given that they've had a lot more money to throw at putting it together. Mm-hmm. Then we've got at at um, countering Pulling it. And, and generally speaking, <laughs> they don't budge on anything. Yeah. Very
0: hard to get developer contracts changed. That's not to say that you have to agree to it. You can walk away from the property if you don't of think the conditions are reasonable. But this um, is what makes
1: me think if these people said, oh, we'd like to shorten the set- the sunset clause, please, that they didn't understand what they were doing and the developer went, yeah, hell yeah, it's a rising market, bring it on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so what the developer actually did in this case was they had and an contracts off plan are usually, as you say, created by the developer's lawyers. They're not the standard REIQ formats that you have for normal residential contracts. Where a solicitor, any kind of solicitor, is going to go, "Yep, I've seen that contract before. We just need to put on a couple of special conditions." These are these are you know they're two inches thick in in some five centimeters, six centimeters thick.
1: You know, I've seen I've seen some that are actually in box you know boxes where you go and buy reams of like five <laughs> reams of paper. I've seen some that are in a box like that. Right. Because it's of all the different really complex. leases yeah. and um, the more bigger the complex is, the more complicated... You know the contracts are yeah. and also the different multi-level um ownership that might have commercial in there they might have you know community title in there yeah. that they might have a whole bunch of stuff and and all these things haven't
0: registered with titles yet so yeah. there's all these caveats and conditions around you know when it can and when it will and what happens if and you know uh it's five percent variation mm. allowable and so there's so so many things in the off-plan contracts so go back review those those um those episodes you know really good listening and, and um, good background research. But the specific thing we're looking at here is this headline of, you know, the, the, the dream was shattered, basically. But it, it specifically relates to the sunset clause, and that is the builder has a period of time to, that they expect that their project plan tells them that they expect to complete the project and then to register titles to enable them to sell in the lots off. Uh, so this is in a community title scheme. Um, if they can't do that within a certain time period, that sunset clause is there to protect them to say, as long as we're using our best endeavours to do what we can to meet this date, then we're we're meeting our obligations under the contract. But if we can't get it done for whatever reason, whether, whatever the case may be, and um, then we've got, you know, two years basically to to complete. Um, If we can't do it in that time, we as a developer, we're allowed to terminate the contract so this this particular couple said, Two years. No, no, no. You don't get two years. You don't get two years. You've only got one year. You've got one year to do this. We want title in one year. We want settlement. And and the developer said, Look, I'm I'm on track for that. Um, if that's If that's the way you want to go, you know, who knows how the conversation went. But uh, developers, generally speaking, uh, have been doing this for a while and they've seen a few things and they're getting very, very good advice, very, very good legal advice. So that's what happened in this case. Instead of having
1: two years. I was about to say the problem is, and particularly in Queensland, but it doesn't matter. You can buy anywhere in Australia. You can buy without legal advice if you uh, want to. uh, you know, and there's <laughs> cooling off periods and all the rest of it, they're supposedly there to protect you. but if, if, You've still if got to they, go and get the advice. Yes. If they <laughs> did go there and go, oh, no, I don't want to wait two years and they misunderstood, misunderstood. what the sunset clause was for mm-hmm. and they realise that that's actually in a way that, that length of time is good for them and protected them because they didn't get the legal advice. And and honestly, there is no mention in this article about their lawyer or conveyancer. So I'm assuming- There was definitely
0: reference to the developer's lawyer. Yes. The developer's lawyer actually gave statements, which was really interesting. And and those supported the the rights of the developer to take the actions that they did. Um, But you're right. There is no mention of them seeking or having advice one way or the other about this decision.
1: And this could have been because, and as I said, they've applied their logic potentially. Like, I don't want to wait a year. I'm happy to go with a year because that suits me. And they're not thinking, but they also have been
0: thinking the other side of things. And that is, if we make it only a year, that puts pressure on them to get it done quicker.
1: (laughs) False so logic. That, that is
0: absolute false logic, and mm. it it is so misguided to think that that is the kind of pressure that you can put on a developer. What actually happened, and we know this from the construction industry, is a whole lot of bad circumstances arose that are, were around COVID, were around supply mm. of tradesmen, were around supply of um, uh, resources. Uh, weather came into it. We had floods in Brisbane. So a whole lot of terrible circumstances delayed the project. What that did was actually play into the developers' hands because they hadn't, as none of us had in February, they signed a contract in February last year, mm. they weren't expecting the market to run the way that it actually had. So the developer has looked at their, their unfinished property where they're probably still paying for the land that they purchased and the building materials and the, the subbies that they, and the contractors and so forth. So they're they're racking up interest on on costs that they've expended, but they're looking at the other side of things and going, I can sell this for about a third more at the moment. So what what the buyers did was gave them an opportunity to actually terminate the contract and put it back on the market at 30% higher.
1: And it sounds unfair. And, you know, you can argue it is unfair, but the problem is that it's buyer beware. And unfair or, or not, it's not illegal. No. No. It,
0: what, what can be unethical and would be investigated is if that developer had um purposefully frustrated that contract mm. by causing the delays themselves. Now they were able to prove that these delays were real and 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 whilst the property was finished by the look of it, reasonably soon after that sunset close was in clause was invoked. Um, you know that looks a bit, that smells a bit funny. It kind of looks a bit funny. You, you'd wonder if there was any um, anything behind that, but we'll have to assume that there wasn't, and and these were genuine delays that actually stopped the contract from, uh, s- stopped the um, titles from being able to be registered for the finalisation of the build. Uh, but that that's actually where that couple has ended up now. Is they are looking at something that they could have paid seven hundred thousand for, and. Now they'd probably have to pay a million dollars for it mm. for the same property because the property market has risen so much, um, both for houses and townhouses. Uh, so, so that that what what I guess the thing that we wanted to share in doing this this particular episode is to say you know there's all sorts of of um landmines and pitfalls <laughs> and risks and and all of these sorts of things you actually just can't go to an everyday cut price conveyancer with an off plan contract you know i wouldn't recommend a cut price conveyancer for any contract but no when it comes to off plan contracts they are so complex so convoluted and so well constructed by the developer's solicitors that you absolutely categorically must go to a specialist a specialist i know that solicitors that we work with in general residential if there was ever to be an off plan contract they would look at us and say i'm not best suited mm. to this job and i appreciate that honesty um and 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 would then you know take a referral to to an off plan specialist because it's not an it's not an everyday contract it's not a standard form contract and there are so many pitfalls and if you try to change a condition in a contract because you think it's going to suit you you have to really understand the implications of what that change means it means if it goes in your favor but also if it doesn't go in your favor which it has in this case
1: it's really horrible you know because they've spent all that time you know thinking they've bought a place and in the meantime, the markets, yeah, the market's mm-hmm. going up, and they're they're safe in the knowledge that we're out of it, we're all fine. In X thank month. goodness, we bought you when know, we did. We're gonna, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Uh, and then they had a very rude shock. So look, it made the papers, it made a headline. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very great sad. headline, but great headline, terribly sad. Very sad story. And it's even sadder because it was avoidable. Mm-hmm. And I think from my point of view, that's that's the saddest thing of the lot is that why don't people realize that it's a huge responsibility that they're doing? Why don't they take it seriously and get advice? Why do they believe what the salesperson told them? Mm-hmm. Why do they think that they can just negotiate these things and not even take into consideration that maybe there's something I don't know? Yeah. And, that's what's got them unstuck, and it's terribly sad. Um, yeah, but I we want you to not do that, please. Yeah, so,
0: so the lesson that we want you to take away here is, <laughs> one, buyer beware. Gave it mm. in tour. And it, and it is, in, in Queensland, it is quite literally that is the basis of property law. Let the buyer beware. So you have to be responsible for your own decision-making. But that means you actually go to the experts in their field so that you can sit down and say, what we're thinking is... And you can get real advice that is based yeah. on experience, depths of experience. Not oh, I once heard of someone that did this before. I can do it. That's fine. Mm. Do it, you know, I've done. I don't do off-plan purchases because I don't have experience in them. I also think they're very risky. But yeah, there, there are occasions um, where we have purchased uh, in, in in very limited circumstances. Uh, but but. You know, the, the reason I don't do it is I don't have enough experience in that area. There are other people in my office who do. Yeah. So I would not be the person that I would put on a job to purchase an off-plan property. Similarly, a solicitor, even a mortgage broker, even if you're, if you're looking at entering into an off-plan purchase, there are different ways those mortgages has, have to be structured. Mm. And you have to understand that the normal pre-approval period actually it it, go, it flies out the window. So if you have pre-approval for a purchase and you put a contract on an off-plan property and it's got an expected completion date of, say, 12 months, let's call it 12 months, then what you're approved for when you entered in that contract is not the approval that you still have when that property is ready to settle. You have to go through the whole process again. You, you actually, if your circumstances have changed, um, if, uh, you know, one of you has is no longer working, if your income's gone down, if you've spent money that you shouldn't have, um, if your circumstances have changed, if you've got another credit card that you didn't have before and that <laughs> changes your borrowing capacity, anything that you do in that interim, uh, interim period and any changes to the bank's lending criteria can impact
1: whether you will actually get that money or not. We have a whole episode dedicated to the risks of buying off the plan. That's episode 62, I do believe. Um, And the other one thing I would say too is remember, if you listen to us enough, you'll know this, that every state and jurisdiction is different. (laughs) And in New South Wales and Victoria, in recent years, there's been legislation put in place to stop this use of sunset clause by developers because what was happening in the last boom was in a rising market. Mm. These developers were thinking, man, I can sell these for more. And so they were enacting... These sunset clauses and people were losing money. Mind you, some of those people probably, well, they would, they get their deposit back, but you know, obviously yes. it's buying them less, you know, the more, mm-hmm. the longer the time they've been out of the market. Some of them, honestly, it'd probably be bullet dodged. In some of those cases, because you know, then those people have bought at inflated prices, and a lot of those properties would not be worth what they paid for them today. But that's a different, that's a whole different topic. The point being that there's been some governments that have recognized that this is um it is a practice that is not fair to buyers, but where it's legal, it's likely to happen. Yep. So therefore, you have gotta get the right advice to be protected.
0: And look, look, a little little bit of a, a caveat here. It, most developers don't go into contracts with buyers thinking I'm gonna crash this no. down the track. They don't. They, it's it, the intention isn't there. But if market forces go in a in a direction that either favors them or doesn't favor them, then like any person, they're gonna do what they can to to either take advantage or or minimize their risks and losses as well. So, well, it's you know,
1: a gamble, isn't it? I mean, in yeah. the sense that they've been gambling on that values going up to in order to develop, you know, there's risk they've taken on board and it's suddenly a big payoff for them. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard. It'd be very hard for someone to turn away millions of dollars extra, wouldn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, an extra 30%. I mean, that that is, uh, you know. A,
1: a fairly... You add it up across every single property in the, um, the complex, for in sure. In the complex, yeah,
0: for yeah. sure. So so lesson here is buyer um, beware and get good expert advice if you are looking at buying off a plan. I think we've said it about.
1: 100 times now and hopefully you get it. Thanks guys for listening. In this episode,
0: we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for first-time buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website www.homebuyeracademy.com.au Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be
1: wonderful. It will help others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.